0: live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable radio talk radio. show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 30th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely, we use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. We are live six days a week, two hours a day. We tell the tale of liberty everywhere we go. But have no fear, you can listen to the broadcast live, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern, every morning. Except for on the Sabbath, we take a rest and recommend you do the same. Uh, Other than that, you can listen on demand anytime you like, libertyroundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net is our nationally syndicated radio network, so you can listen to us live and on demand at LovingLiberty.net as well. Incredible talk show hosts around the clock on Loving LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. Thanks to Kathy and crew over there. We also want to make sure you're aware of the downloadable phone apps. They're free, live and on demand radio. You've got Android and iPhone, both available at LovingLiberty.net. When you get the apps, you can listen to radio live and on demand, but you can also follow the Twitter feed and a whole lot more for the news the network's reviews to use. Check that out, spread the word. Donation links are available as well. Any penny we get will be used to grow our presence in the media. And we have a story to tell, ladies and gentlemen. Every one of our talk show hosts are truth tellers, speaking truth to power, telling the tale of liberty everywhere they go. It's about the promotion of the principles that made America great. With those principles, we can make America great again. So without further ado, a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had a lot to talk about with two incredible guests. We talk, Well, I guess we had, that was Monday, Tuesday, we had Kirk Crosby with me, both hours, by the way, doing a phenomenal job as he always does. We talked about the sad tale to tell the NFL comes out of the closet, admits that football is gay. Now, I didn't really realize games could be gay or straight, but that's the way they're putting it, ladies and gentlemen. What they're really meaning is they promote the gay and lesbian agenda. Football is not gay. Devices are devices. Things are things. They don't make <clears throat> choices. Now, you could say football was born gay, but I don't think we go there either. The reality check is, ladies and gentlemen, they say that football, or the NFL, they say is also lesbian, transgender, queer, bisexual, but of course not heterosexual, writes Bob Unruh, WND.com, doing a good job breaking the piece. The NFL stands by the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, Q-plus community, and um, they want you to know that they say... Everyone is welcome. They stand by the gay and lesbian community today and every day, they claim. So the sad tale to tell is that at the end of the, what do you want to call it, gay promotion month, uh, the NFL comes out with a 30-second commercial. There's no words in the commercial. There's just music and visuals. And in the visuals, literally, it promotes the gay, lesbian agenda. I'm going to just call it the G+, plus, not G-rated, that's for sure, but the G-plus agenda and why they leave heterosexuals out if they're gonna promote everybody, I don't know. What is it, reverse discrimination, political payback for thousands of years of male, female, binary, God-ordained relationships, and now they jettison that. Shame on the NFL for making football so political. We don't need to do this, folks. But right at the end of Gay, Lesbian, whatever, Pride Month, they have to do this. Uh, But by the way, it is June 30th. That is what, today's the last day Of Gay Pride Month, so at least that'll be behind us for one more year. Hopefully Americans can start to stand up, and I don't mean we should prosecute or persecute the gays. What I do mean is we should be kind and respectful to them, for sure, like we would like to be treated with kindness and respect as well, but that doesn't mean we have to pitch their agenda. That doesn't mean we have to promote their agenda, and especially it doesn't mean we need to make their agenda more important than the time-honored, God-ordained traditional family right that's the key so i'm not downing these people they can make their choices i can make mine i get it and i'd never try to take agency away from them and i will be kind and considerate to them and treat them with dignity and respect and of course we reject any kind of violence or ill will behavior towards them civility is the key i i understand all that but it doesn't mean that i gotta pitch their agenda and i can be kind to them and respectful but i can also advocate for my political beliefs And they want you to believe at some point, at some level, I have to eventually capitulate. And I have to tolerate. And then I have to literally embrace their agenda or somehow I'm the bad guy. And that is the lie. I don't have to do that. I can be kind and loving and patient and respectful and all those things. But I can also stand on my personal moral beliefs. Which is, you know what, the gay and lesbian lifestyle is a sin. It is not the natural order of God. Male and female created he them. God ordained the first marriage between one man and one woman. And I should advocate for those principles because that's what my God teaches me. I don't make the rules. I don't, I don't create the narrative. I don't necessarily as a man hold the moral high ground. But I can look to Almighty God who certainly as our creator holds the moral high ground. And I can cling to that. I can stand with that. And I can be kind and peaceful and genuine in doing so. All right, we also talked about President Donald Trump speaks at rally, I guess, in Lorraine County, uh, Ohio. And, uh, you know, he promoted democracy when he did that, and it was a sad tale to tell. I don't really appreciate Donald promoting democracy. And the reason I don't is because we don't have a democracy in America, folks. We are not a democracy. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Sam, come on. It's not that big of a deal. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. It's just a word. No, it's a critical word. And it's uh, opposite of what we have. All right, let me give you an example. Just a word. Gay, straight. Extremely different words that mean entirely different narratives, right? Happy, sad. Right, wrong. Freedom, slavery. You get it? Words have meanings. Oftentimes, words are opposites in their reality. And I submit to you that democracy... And republic are absolutely opposites. And constitutional republic takes it to the next level. And if you really want to get super detailed, I would say in America we have a God-ordained constitutional democratic republic. How do you like them apples? And all those words mean things. And what it means is we don't just have mob rule, democracy, the majority wins. We have checks and balances in a system where we look to God. So morality is of vital importance, and then the checks and balances to try to insist on that morality by chaining down those who would destroy morality with the Constitution. Very, very significant. Anyway, I don't mean to go off on it. It was an incredible rally. I think Donald advocates for a lot of wonderful points, and good on him for doing so, but I get concerned when we talk about the democracy word. We talked about a lot of the great things that President Trump is advocating for, letting people know there still is election fraud, uh, letting people know that we can take back uh, the legislative process, the executive branch, uh, and we can advocate for good people on the courts. You know, he's doing a great job promoting and pushing for the 22 elections, and I hope for success there, because I'm telling you, Biden and crew are running things off the rails. I'll tell you that right now. All right, we also talked about Donald Trump defends school prayer, God and the Bible in schools, and good on the president for doing that as well. I guess I'm supposed to say the former president. But see, that legitimizes the vote fraud, if I say that right. Anyway, so there you go. Trump defending school prayer, God in schools and the Bible in schools, and I think he's right as rain on that one for sure. We talked about buildings don't just fall down. Why did the condo on Surfside fall down? Very important question to ask. I'll tell you that right now. Why did that condo absolutely collapsed in Surfside. They're still looking for people, folks. Many people dead lost their lives. What is it? Was it just poor construction from the start? Was it that they ignored systemic problems with the building? Was it that they engineered it and built it wrong in the first place? Was it that uh, somehow, um, you know, they didn't engineer it properly and Water got in and did so much damage below in the foundations, etc. Is it that Florida's just unstable ground in the first place with sinkholes and all kind of things? Or is it that somebody took the building down? And I don't know if somebody took the building down, and I am not saying that they did. What I am saying is, ladies and gentlemen, buildings don't just fall down in America. It's super-duper rare, and every rarity that when it's happened that I know of, There's been a different narrative you could put to that. Take the Twin Towers. A plane hit them from the top and it took the whole building down. I'm not buying it. How about Building 7 at 9-11? That building supposedly got taken down because of fire. It wasn't even hit by any planes. Are you buying that narrative? No, neither am I. So I'm not necessarily buying the narrative that this building just absolutely went down in an instant just like that. And the reason I say that is because there's multiple engineering if you talk to the uh, engineers for truth on 9-11, et cetera, many of them teach that there are multiple principles that are in buildings engineering-wise. So there's engineering checks and cross-checks, and, and it's possible that a floor might cave or that a this or that might happen, but it's very unlikely that these buildings would just absolutely completely come down, just be demolished like that. So something isn't making sense, in my view, with that either. Anyway, all right, we talked about that. That's great. We'll keep an eye on that, see if more comes out on those buildings. I'm not making any suppositions until I can have some researchers dig in and find out a little bit more. I don't like to just jump into conspiracy land with no facts. I like to try to get some facts on the table. You follow what I'm saying? It's really important in the news business to do that. I wish the mainstream press would do that, too. How about you? All right, that's one hour of yesterday's recap second hour i'll recap in seconds a whole lot of news the was reviews to use straight ahead as well you are listening to the one and only liberty roundtable live
2: okay girls about finished with your lesson on money
3: daddy what is a buy sell spread for gold coins
2: Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
4: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money.
1: All right. Back with you live. I am Sam Bushman, hard hitting talk at your fingertips when we're on the radio. As you know, we're celebrating the 25th year anniversary of Liberty Roundtable Live this year. We got events all over the place happening. Man, I'm going to I'm going to go to Freedom Fest coming up. July 20th through the 25th. Go to cspoa.org or lovingliberty.net and there's a dinner link there. And if you're in South Dakota, man, we'd love you to come to our dinner. We're going to have incredible speakers. We're going to have the Liberty Ladies speaking, five of them. Looks like Kathy and Molly and several others will be speaking. Beth Ann, one of our female talk show hosts, doing a great job with Common Sense Radio. We're also going to have Kate Daly speaking, uh, the Kate Daly Radio Program. She's a syndicated host on this network. Uh, So you're going to have five Liberty Ladies speaking, folks. It's going to be tremendous. You're also going to have several people speaking from the CSPOA, the sheriff's group. I'll be speaking. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, will be speaking. And I'm working on the other sheriffs to decide who will be speaking uh, as we speak. So, anyway, an incredible dinner catered at Freedom Fest in South Dakota, right by Mount Rushmore, Rapid City. And, uh, anyway, we're going to have a dinner Friday night. Let's see, what would that be, the 23rd, I think that would be? And uh, so check that out, dot lovingliberty.net, and you can learn about that. We'll also be there with incredible booths, and uh, we've got all kinds of breakout panels we'll be on and be discussing. Uh, Richard Mack and I will be on a general panel talking about, is the justice system permanently broken? My answer is clearly a resounding yes. But if we make some changes now, that will be kind of my point um, that I'll be making on the topic. So anyway, there's that. Back to the recap of yesterday's show with Kirk Crosby. Um, Sydney Powell, we talked about her in great detail on defending the republic from mandated vaccines and rigged machines. She was on with a guy by the name of Brandon House Live. And that uh, TV news program is on frankspeech.com. The new media offering from Mike Lindell and crew. That's the My Pillow guy, right, Mike Lindell? He's the one suing the government, suing people over vote fraud, and everybody else's cases have been stymied, but Mike Lindell's cases continue. Sidney Powell explained uh, that it's because he's got a unique focus on true investigations of mathematical reality, and several mathematicians certified mathematicians say that it's mathematically impossible for Biden to have won with the injecting of ballots at certain times after vote polls were closed, after vote recounts were shut down for the night. Uh, injections of ballots mathematically uh, in time frames just don't add up and make any sense. Uh, anyway, and so his lawsuits are not being stopped. But anyway, Sidney Powell doing a great job with Brandon House uh, on frankspeech.com. And uh, she also talked about the other websites they're working on. They're suing uh, over not only the vote fraud stuff, but on vaccines. Uh, And they're really creating a pack as well to help elect candidates, not Republican, not Democrat, but people who stand on issues. People who are against vaccinations. um, Really against the force of vaccinations, because I'm not totally against vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen i'm against the forced making people take vaccinations i'm not against people studying it and having transparent information and letting people figure out in their own minds what they think on the vaccines and then of course if somebody wants to take the vaccine they should be free to do so just as i should be free not to do so so what i'm rejecting is force i'm a little bit libertarian on that front that i don't really like the force plan that's my issue same thing with work you know what if you want to join a union I'm not against unions. You can join a union if you want. But I don't want you to be forced to be part of a union. I don't accept that. Now, if you like a union, you want to join one, by all means, I don't want to stop you either. I'm a super-believing in agency and choices guy. The free choice people just want death. The pro-choice people just want death. I want pro-life, but I want people to have choices. No, I don't want you to have the choice to murder your baby. That's one of the choices that I would take off the table for sure. Other than that, I really believe in... Agency and choices, even if you make choices I disagree with, I'm not here to try to take those choices away from you. I'm here to advocate for your right to choose, even if I may disagree with your choice. That's the kind of guy I am. That's why the mainstream press would shut me down and say, I don't have a right to be in the news. They'd say, you can't peddle your news the networks refuse to use that you say is true. We call it fake news, so we're going to shut you down. You don't even have a seat at the table for discussions. They would do that to me. But see, I would not do that to them, even though I think they're wrongheaded and dishonest in their reporting, and I'll articulate that as a reality, that doesn't mean I would take away your right to hear them, or their right to tell you what they think. Let's just have a candid discussion of ideas, and let's see who has the winning ideas. Is it they who want to shut me down, and they would be the only news people in the business? Or is it me who say, I don't mind if they're here too, I'm good enough to advocate for my ideas. And let them advocate for their ideas. And let's see which ideas the people gravitate to the most. I'm not afraid of that open dialogue. I'm not afraid of that open discussion. I believe I can articulate my points well enough. I believe I can stand for what I believe in well enough. Uh, It'll be a valiant stand for sure. And I believe that I can win people over to my side. I can make friends and I can influence people and I can do all those things. You can too. And that free form of ideas is what America, I believe, was built on. Them taking away your rights is a slap in the face of the Founding Fathers, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled. I believe that their idea to just shut everybody down and uh, say, hey, you know what? We have our own new interpretation of the First Amendment. It's dead. That's how they would say it. I disagree. All right. We talked about Senator Rand Paul wisely speaking out. Senator Rand Paul says liberals are fighting hard, harder than ever, in fact, to take away. Well, to do the following, I guess. Number one, take your guns. He's right about that. They're working on the International Arms Treaty, Small Arms Treaty. Reject it, folks. Don't let the Senate pass that sucker or pretend to pass it because you can't pass treaties that violate the supreme law of the land. It's Well, that's why it's called the supreme law, right? You can't have law that supersedes it. See what I'm saying? It's safe to stand on the principles. But anyway, they want to take your guns. Don't let them do it. They want to open our borders, crazy, whacked out, don't let them do it. They want to indoctrinate our children in your government schools, don't let them do it. They want to spend America into oblivion, and we've got to stop that too. Now, the problem with Rand Paul's statement, in my opinion, he wisely says liberals are wanting to do that. It's hard for me to get into the left-right paradigm. It's hard for me to get into the Democrats are bad and Liber- uh, Republicans are good. Or conservatives are good, liberals are bad. Because remember, in the founding father era, I don't know if you know, but the founders were all liberals. No, I know you're going, how can that be, Sam? That's not right. Yeah, it is right. And it's right because the definitions were different then. See, the definitions now are different than they were. Words change. You don't believe me? All right, take the gay issue. You know, when a woman was gay, it means she was happy. It didn't mean she was a lesbian now it means she's a lesbian and if you used it in the happy context people would be like excuse me what right take the word thong when i was a little kid thongs were like these flip-flops that you put on your feet now a thong is a female undergarment kind of a thing right anyway i don't mean to get salacious on the radio i'm just telling you that words change so fast it's shocking right well back in the day liberal was a way to say the conservatives wanted to just keep things the same and they wanted to stick with King George, and the liberals are like, no, we're going we're to kick King George out, man. We want religious freedom. We're going to get radical. We're liberal. We're gonna... That was liberal back in their day. So George Washington was a liberal. Well, am I a conservative? In modern days, to some degree, the answer is yes. But I hold some liberal views. I'm anti-war for different reasons than the liberals. But nevertheless, is that a conservative value? No, they're pro-war. They want to fund both sides of wars. The conservatives in modern day love war. Well, I reject it and stand with the Prince of Peace every time. That's me. That's who I am. That's what I do. The Prince of Peace is who we need to look to. He is the author of our liberty. Don't forget it, right? Anyway, I digress except to tell you I don't want to spend this into oblivion. I want government to fulfill its proper role, nothing more, nothing less, and that won't spend us into oblivion. But all these social programs will. All these government handouts of money and they'll just they'll just move us into oblivion if we're not careful. I don't want to indoctrinate our children I want education to be where you teach kids to critically think and you teach them basic fundamental skills let them teach themselves the rest beyond that shall we? I don't want to open our borders, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to have a big border wall and lock people out. Remember, whenever you use something that can lock people out, you can also use that same mechanism to lock people in. So I'm not really into that. But I also don't want the border to leak like a sieve either. I want to get rid of most of the carrots that bring people here illegally in the first place, right? Shut down all the socialism programs. Don't let people cross our borders and give them, you know, money and places to live and food and hospitalization and school. And don't. Provide those carrots. And the last thing we'll let them do is take our guns. I'm telling you that right now. And that's the recap of yesterday's broadcast. Still available at LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, will you? Hang tight.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
5: The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in a 5-4 decision Tuesday evening to leave the national moratorium on evictions imposed by the CDC intact through July 31st. The original deadline was set to expire Wednesday. A Tennessee billionaire and high-dollar Republican donor is funding the deployment of South Dakota National Guard troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. Governor Kristi Noem announced that up to 50 South Dakota National Guard troops are being deployed to Texas to help secure the border. Governor Noem said the Biden administration has failed in its most basic duty of the federal government, keeping the American people safe, end quote. The New York City Board of Elections apologized late Tuesday after election officials removed the latest vote tally from the Democrat mayoral primary from its website following a data error. 135,000 test ballots were counted along with actual ballots, resulting in frontrunner Eric Adams' significant lead being cut. USA Radio News.
6: Hi, this is Wayne Allyn Root from my great friends at Freedom Fest. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth, Freedom Fest. This time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Funn, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to FreedomFest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's FreedomFest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. FreedomFest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at FreedomFest.com.
5: Lawmakers want answers on COVID-19's origins. Dan Naraki explains.
6: More than 200 Republican
2: lawmakers recently sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi calling on House Democrats to support an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Representative Nancy Mace was one of those who signed on to the letter. The South Carolina Republican tells Fox News that the U.S. owes it to the world to get to the bottom of the COVID mystery. Four.
3: 4 million people around the world have died from the virus. 600,000 of those people right here in the United States. And there are three labs in the world that do this gain-of-function research. And it just so happened that one of those is in Wuhan, China, the exact same location where the Wuhan virus originated. And Nancy Pelosi just recently said any hearing in Congress investigating the origins of COVID-19 is simply a distraction. That statement, not only is it negligent, but it's grossly negligent. We owe it to the American people. People and every other country around the world that's suffering right now to get to the bottom of how this happened so we can prevent it in the future.
5: USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. I am Sam Bushman. This is hard-hitting news, the network you refuse to use at your fingertips. I'm telling you that right now. One of the things we learned early in the news business from Chuck Harder, Jerry Hughes, guys like that, our mentors in the business, if you will, um, is nothing is official until it's been denied. And uh, there's allegations now that the NSA uh, is spying on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, And so is that really true? Well, now the NSA has come out in denial, saying, "No, it's not true. We're not spying on Tucker Carlson." Well, one of the things we learned in the new business or the news business a long time ago was nothing is official until it's been <laughs> until it's been denied. And I bring that up because, ladies and gentlemen, why would the NSA spend their time denying this? Okay, it's kind of like the UFO thing. It's kind of like the oh, we, um, you know, all the the virus came from a a, a a wet food market or whatever a fish market in China and uh, okay and now we find out they lied on all this stuff right governments flat out lie they have they do and they will is that past present and future yeah. they have they will and they do they lie folks and now they've literally say we're not spying on Tucker Carlson do you believe that I don't. I believe they are spying on Tucker Carlson, and I'll tell you why I believe that. Because historically, you look at governments, and they lie, and they lie about these kinds of things. All right, remember the January 6th event. I know there were some bad apples that were provocateurs that did some wrong things, and I stand against those things and urge government to find them and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, okay? But at the same time, this big dragnet the government's engaging in has got to stop. Most of the people that were there were innocent, hardworking, good Americans who mean no harm, and the government knows it, right? But they're using this now, as I mentioned yesterday in great detail on the radio with Kirk Crosby was that they're turning the turret against the American people. They're saying that the domestic threat of white supremacists and Trump supporters and ne'er-do-well, whatever, rednecks and everybody, gun-toting, whatever. Every one of us are, are bad, and we're going to create an insurrection in the country. Well, they lie. Now, there might be a few people that are, and we stop. We want to stop them and, and weed them out. But the majority are not even thinking of doing such a thing, not even close. If you look at the founding fathers, to make the point, they uh, said, we will endure a train of usurpations, but there has to be of a line when you push too hard. not even close to that line yet, in my opinion. Now, I know people are preaching civil war in the country. I am not. I pray we don't get there. And I don't like the alarming trends that we're starting to take. But at the same time, I get that we're not even close to a civil war in America yet. And I pray we don't get there. Uh, But I bring this all up because (laughs) the government's been spying on all of us. They've been using this since January 6th, big old dragnet, to look at social media posts and radio shows and all this stuff to try to determine who's who. And they're making lists and taking names. They're sending the FBI to people's homes. We had on that pastor the other day that said, Hey, you know what? He was at the Capitol, riot. He did not go in the Capitol building, but they sent the FBI to his house and they questioned him for like an hour. Eventually he had to hire an attorney and say, look, I'm, I'm represented by this attorney. Do not contact me anymore. Because the FBI was harassing him for information. okay, And this is why I believe that Tucker Carlson is being looked into. They're looking into Sam Bushman, I'm sure, as well. Well, I've got news for the FBI. You already have my thumbprints, my fingerprints, my palm prints, because I've been licensed in a financial um, position of authority or to obtain a financial license. I used to do mortgages. And so they already have all that background check on me. And, ladies and gentlemen, they have nothing. Why? Because I'm not an insurrectionist, I'm not a criminal. I'm urging people to peacefully be involved in the greatest country on the face of the earth. I'm not preaching doom and gloom for America. I'm preaching positive views that we live in the greatest country on the earth. Yes, I'm documenting the reality that we're slipping from grace as we turn our back on God. And I'm documenting that somehow we're jettisoning the time-tested, fundamental unit of society, the God-ordained family led by a male and a female. I'm documenting God's law on the matter, and I'm documenting the wonderful history that we've had over the last couple of centuries, but when faced with an opportunity to do things that I think ought not be done, we turn them down every time, okay? I don't need an FBI agent to look at me and try to provoke me into doing something that ought not be done, okay? So we need to understand these things, but I do believe they're literally looking at Tucker Carlson and me and many others, and they're trying to see if we are insurrectionists. I believe they have people that have talked to me and communicate with me that are trying to see where I stand. And let me make it very clear to these people, publicly and privately, because I know they're spying on every one of my phone calls also, all right? And that's okay, but I am the same in public as I am in private. I am advocating for peace. I'm advocating for the rule of law. I'm advocating for the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, and the given state constitution for whichever state constitutional republic you may either reside in or be in at the time. I'm advocating for the rule of law there. But I am also advocating for the checks and balances that protect we the people, that chain down with the Constitution, those who would break the law, FBI included. Sit down, take note. I'm not afraid to say it. When the FBI is criminal, they need to be stopped. When they break the law, they need to be punished. They need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Should they have due process? Well, of course. We believe in due process in this land. I'm not preaching vigilante ideas in any shape or form. Never have, never will. I am saying that when people break the law, I don't care if you're government or not, you don't have the right to break the law no matter who you are. Nobody, let me say it again, nobody, let me repeat it a third time to be absolutely extremely clear. Nobody has the right to be above the law. Nobody has the right to break the law. All right, and so that's why I'm so insistent on these points. But I'm as, as docile and as kind and as peaceful promoting in private as I am in public. You don't believe me? You go ask those who I attend meetings with. You ask those who know me best. And they will all to a person tell you that I am advocating for the peaceful solutions that America desperately needs. So now NSA denies allegations of spying on Tucker Carlson. The Fox News host doubles down. Tucker Carlson doing a good job exposing the criminal activity of Fauci and others on the vaccines. Okay, for example, Tucker Carlson went off the other day because of the emails that we uncovered with regards to Fauci. Right. The emails show Fauci knew all along that masks don't work. Fauci lied again and got caught. You heard me. Fauci knew all along that masks don't work to stop the coronavirus. The particles in the coronavirus are too small, number one. And number two, the lax way people wear these masks and the kind of masks that people are using aren't sufficient. Now, if you say, well, Sam, masks work. Yeah, if you get certain lab masks and you get personnel that know how to wear them properly and everything else, I'm not saying that masks can never work. I'm just saying in a population where they put a mask in the console of their car and put it on and walk in the store, come out, take it off. A day later, go into the bank, put it on take it off. A day later, roll into the hospital, put it on, take it off. That mask isn't safe. That mask isn't stable and and sanitized and appropriate at all. In fact, it's collecting germs on the inside more so than if you were not even wearing one. I challenge any scientist on the planet to debate me and win that argument. Okay. Not to mention the fact that the masks leak all around the edges because they're not tight enough. Okay. That's a problem. People don't know how to wear them. You you, you reach up and touch your face all the time with a mask on. That's the opposite of what they tell you you should do. Uh, Then, you know, when the masks are on and you reach up and touch the masks all the time over and over and over and over, they're not safe. They're not protective in any way. Anyway, the point is Fauci knew all this. Fauci knows that. And that's why Fauci cannot be trusted, because he doesn't follow the science. He follows the propaganda. He follows the dishonest manipulations Uh, the, the government has perpetuated for well over a year and a half on this thing. Anyway, I digress. I'm just telling you that you can't trust these people. So back to the topic of spying on all of us. They are. Remember George Bush back in the day? He was spying on everybody. He got caught. And then he said, oh, no, I'm only spying on the foreign terrorists and maybe a few domestic people that are... Uh, tied to those foreign terrorists then it turned out he lied and got caught and he was spying on everybody that's already all come out that's not new and that's not debatable it's completely documented till the cows come home solid as a rock documentation everybody in their right mind in the news would admit that oh yeah george got-. and then the congress didn't punish george like they should have they should have arrested him for criminal activity and tossed him in the bank well they should have impeached him first because he was president right and then they should have got him on crime, high crimes and misdemeanors. Anyway, all I'm telling you is this is nothing new. We know they spy on us. And now they've denied it. And the news headlined for fun, but some truism to it. Nothing's official until it's been denied. You are listening to Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable Live. Listen to the
7: wind blow. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President?
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, so the bottom line is nothing is beneficial until it's proven denied. (laughs) NSA denies allegations of spying on Tucker Carlson Fox News. Madison Summers with the piece. And it turns out that Tucker Carlson on June 28th, so um, what's that, two days ago, uh, on his his TV program came out and said, hey, man, the NSA is spying on me. And they're doing so without a court order to do so. Now, I don't know who's telling the truth. But I know this the government has lied so many times that you can't trust them. Tucker Carlson has been a truth teller for quite some time. So I'm going to have to go with Tucker on this one until I get more information. I don't know why Tucker would say this if it's flat out not true. And, um, you know, the problem is it's very hard to get to the courts to get the real answers, right? Um, You know, how are you going to know if Tucker's telling the truth or your government's telling the truth? Your government has such an ability to lie and deceive uh, that I'm not so sure we can get to the bottom of it necessarily, right? That's kind of my concern. How do you get to the bottom of this government thing? Tucker claims something, Fox News host, and NSA says something else. I don't know that I can trust the government at all on this. Anyway, the host doubles down and says, yes, they are spying on me. Well, there you have it. All right. We also want to talk a little bit about vaccines. As you know, Sidney Powell uh, pushed the envelope and challenging the vaccine-forced plans. And it's very, very strange. Um, You've got people on... I've never seen America so polarized. Let's say that. Whether it be government education, what can you teach in school, critical race theory, to vaccines, to masks, to... Uh, We're really seeing some divide in America like we've never, ever seen to this level. Uh, But some places are mandating vaccines, some companies, some employers, uh, others are uh, some states are mandating vaccines. Other states are saying, no, we're going to create laws to prevent the mandating of vaccines, etc. Well, now a tearful mom testifies and tells Senator how COVID 19 vaccine put her daughter in a wheelchair. Now, I know they tell you that the vaccines are safe and effective, but I'm not so sure I believe them for a lot of reasons, right? So that's a big concern, in my opinion. Cheerful mom tells Senator how COVID vaccine put her daughter in a wheelchair. And there's increased, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but reporting of vaccines harming people. Right. Whether it be the heart problems that people are getting from the vaccines to now people being put in a wheelchair. There's a whole list, a whole host of side effects people are getting. People are even getting cerebral palsy. No, I'm sorry, not cerebral palsy. Wow, Wow. sorry about that. Bell's palsy. Uh, people are even getting Bell's palsy from the vaccines now. Now, interestingly enough, ladies and gentlemen, I personally did not take the COVID vaccine, have not, will not. However, I did, I believe, get the COVID. Yeah, 2020, uh, in January, before they even claimed that most people had it, I feel like I had the COVID. I don't know that for a fact, but I got really, really, really sick. I'm still experiencing side effects of that sickness. And uh, I uh, believe I had um, COVID. Anyway, to make a long story short, I did get tested later, and it said that I did not have COVID. Uh, it was an antibodies test, but then I talked to several trusted physicians, and they said, don't trust those tests at all, Sam, they're bogus. They're, everything you described to me says you had the COVID. I believe you had the COVID. That's what these doctors are telling me. Uh, but we, we, we can't really know. I don't know if the antibodies were out of my system. Uh, I, I just don't know if they were testing for the right things. Or, I, I don't know how it all Uh, went down. Nevertheless, I bring this up because I ended up getting Bell's palsy after COVID-like symptoms. Well, that's exactly what the vaccines are doing for people, but they're not documenting when people get COVID all the details of what happens. So anyway, it's very hard to tell. The reason I bring this up is because this poor, tearful mother tells Senator how COVID vaccine put daughter in a wheelchair. Well, so the debate rages on Governments, businesses, all making choices, all into force. We're going to force you to take the vaccines. Uh, You know, no, we're not going to have forced vaccines. Well, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't want the forced vaccines, right? But the next headline says state lawmakers ban requiring vaccines in public schools. Well, I personally find that to be a good news piece, right? I think that's a good news piece. I don't want them to ban. Vaccines in the public schools. I don't want that at all. What, Sam? You say you don't want them to ban vaccines in the public schools? Well, it all depends on what you mean by ban. Now, let me make this very clear because I want to really highlight this point. The headline I agree with. State lawmakers ban requiring COVID-19 vaccines in public schools. Now, that I support. See the difference? One says you ban a vaccine. Nobody can take it. The other one says you force a vaccine. Everybody has to take it. I'm for neither of those plans. I'm for this plan, which says state lawmakers ban requiring COVID-19 in public schools. See, that's what I support. Why? Because that leaves the choice to people to research it themselves and decide what they think on the matter. Shouldn't they be able to think whatever they want to? And shouldn't people be able to make decisions according to their own conscience, their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own research, right? That's what I think really should be the case. And this is what we need to advocate for. If you think we all should get the vaccines, you should still advocate for my right not to get the vaccines. Not because you agree with me, but because you're advocating for freedom, for my right to choose as I will, just as I don't believe in the vaccines. I'm not taking them. I think they're bogus. I think they're lying to us on that front also. But I will advocate for your right to take the vaccine. Yes, I will. You want to know why? Because I believe in your agency more than I believe in my opinion on vaccines, meaning that I believe my opinion is right for me, but I'm not here to force what I believe to be the case on you. Not willing to do that because I think that's anti-freedom. I believe you and I can both study the issue, and maybe we come to different conclusions. We can agree to disagree, and we can be agreeable in doing so. We can be kind and respectful and appreciative and say, you know what? You want to take the vaccine? I don't. Let's both support our rights to choose as we think best. That's the right of conscience. That's the right over one's body. I believe our bodies are temples for our spirits. So I don't want to defile my temple with a vaccine. You might say, I believe the vaccine will prevent my temple from being violated by a significant illness. That's your your view, and that's your right, and we need to learn in America to defend differing views, not because we agree with those differing views, but because we believe people have the right to them, because we believe people have their own conscience, their own views, their own thoughts, their own, all these things. We believe in that, and we'll support that, so I'm not supporting that i want you to get a vaccine i don't try to use my influence to prevent you from getting one i'll encourage you and say i wouldn't do it don't do it but at the end of the day i'll defend your right to do so i believe that's the american way ladies and gentlemen i really do all right anyway good for these state lawmakers banning the requiring of covid 19 vaccines in public schools and i think it should be all schools for that matter um You know they forced masks in schools, which I reject. Even private schools got masks forced in um, most states in the union. Right. All right. This is an interesting point where governments lie again that I got to highlight and bring to your attention. Here it is. You ready? Trump discovered FDA plot to ban major cures. Yeah. Now, why would there be an FDA plot? Why would there be a Food and Drug Administration plot to ban major cures? Fair question, right? Necessary question. Good question indeed, right? I believe it's primarily because those major cures will deny the pharmaceutical companies a lot of money. And I believe it's also a strike against liberty. Let me give you an example. Ivermectin is one of the great ways to treat the coronavirus. Uh, The government will fast-track vaccines, Operation Warp Speed is what they called it at the time, right? And they will then get rid of all normal safeguards and testing and regulations that require the vaccines to be tested and to be safe and to be effective and everything else. They jettisoned all that and emergency approved these vaccines, which are not really even vaccines. (sighs) They're not vaccines at all in the traditional sense of a vaccine. Nevertheless, they fast track those, right? But yet, ivermectin, which has been around literally for 50-plus years or more, that's been through all the testing under the sun, you could imagine, it's been around for so long. It's been in use worldwide for so long that we know what we're dealing with there. They're saying, well, that's not <clears throat> acceptable or proven or, or, or even uh, approved for the treating of COVID-19. That's a, kind of a crazy idea. But there are frontline doctors and people all over the place who will swear by ivermectin. Who will swear by some of these inexpensive medications that are time-honored and time-tested that will deal with the COVID very effectively. First off, there's a 99% chance, even if you get COVID, you won't die. 99-plus chance. And even if you do get COVID and do go in the hospital, there's a great chance you'll live. But most people don't even have a problem with the COVID, even if they get it. They just get sick and get better, and they develop natural immunities and everything else. But they've fast-tracked this, while at the same time they've covered up these cures. So Trump discovered FDA plot to ban major cures. Well, I can go back even further. I don't care about the FDA plot. The FDA is an unconstitutional agency in the first place. Shut it down. Save the taxpayers money. But now we find they're literally peddling a conspiracy to jettison real cures and force upon us pharmaceutical medications and drugs with extremely deadly and harmful side effects? All for what, filthy lucre, big bucks? See, that's a shame. Shame that we, the American people, let it go. Now, President Trump discovered it, but, of course, the scientists will claim they're involved in science. All the while, they'll be against it against the truth coming out on this because they'll be like, Trump was for the truth, therefore I don't like Trump and i got to be against it. Never mind where the science really sets the stage. The science is there. They claimed they were involved in science all along. But now we find out that, that Fauci and others lied about the origins of the coronavirus. They knew better. They lied about the effectiveness of masks. They knew better. Now they're lying about some of the cures. They know better. Trump discovers FDA plot to ban major cures, and now we catch them at this. Do you see why I don't trust my government, ladies and gentlemen? Everything they say and do is the opposite of the truth, with rare exception. Now, you can say, Sam, that's really total, or, you know, you're, you're making a very broad, sweeping statement. I know. Sadly, I am. But when the government's talking, rarely are they telling you the truth. Rarely do they have a clean, transparent reality they've got some agenda somewhere for all kinds of reasons and it's becoming rare when they don't sad but true hour one in the can hour two coming up i am sam bushman this is the one and only liberty roundtable live radio program LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. loving spread the word donate liberally live and on demand radio at your fingertips and i declare we the people along with the grace of the almighty we can and will restore our grand old republic please get involved make it a great day and choose the right will you We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio talk Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. This is the broadcast for June 30th. In the year of our Lord 2021, and this is indeed our two of two. And best of all, our goal is to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property in the traditions of our founding fathers. And absolutely, we believe the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, should be the political religion of our nation. And absolutely, we believe that the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and we need to carry that forward. We need to absolutely stand on their shoulders for the sacred cause of liberty and carry forth their legacy. The checks and balances are designed to chain down bureaucrats and professional do-gooders using the supreme law of the land, the constitution to maximize freedom, to advocate for the constitutional legitimate, proper role of government, uh, and to do so in a meaningful way where we, the people, have a republic if we can keep it. You got that? Got a lot of work to do. This is the culture war. This is the battle for values. This is the reality check that Americans need to step up to the plate and hit a home run right now because liberty's on the line. I'll tell you that. Uh, So there you have it. This is Sam Bushman on your radio. And we have a lot to discuss and very little time uh, to discuss it in. You know, I talked last hour about vaccines quite a bit because Sidney Powell doing a great job uh, speaking out in defense of our choices on vaccines. We talked about a tearful mom tells senator how a COVID vaccine put her daughter in the wheelchair. We've heard of heart problems with it. We've heard of female uh, problems with their um, reproductive capabilities and all this kind of stuff. Sterilization questions and government denies it. And Well, state lawmakers now in some states are banning, requiring vaccinations in public schools, which I like. All right. Anyway, we also talked about the FDA plot to ban major cures discovered by Donald Trump. Shame on the government for this. Anyway, now we have a headline that highlights this reality. Check on vaccines even further. Governments are absolutely out of control and not to be trusted. Let me say that line again because it's critical for you to understand. Governments are absolutely out of control and not to be trusted. I will prove it, and the proof starts now. Headline. Doctors given power to vaccinate young children without the knowledge or consent of parents. Barbara Fisher writes the piece with NVIC.org, which is the National Vaccine Information Center. NVIC.org. So now you got governments literally vaccinating children as young as 11 years old without parental knowledge and or approval. In my opinion, this is flat out criminal. Okay, she writes, this past year many lawmakers in the United States and in other countries vote to eliminate or severely restrict civil liberties in the name of the public health. Now, you all know that's true, whether it becomes masks, closing of stores and restaurants, um, stay-in-your-home orders, all kind of things, right? Okay. But one of the most outrageous... Legislative actions violating parental and human rights took place in Washington, D.C., November 2020. So what's that, seven months ago? Yes, indeed. Of course, it happens in Washington, D.C., the District of Criminals, right? What happened was city council officials in Washington, D.C. gave doctors the power to vaccinate children as young as 11 years old and hide what they did from parents. Now, folks, I don't know how to blatantly articulate this more so than I've done more powerfully. You're literally violating the rights of parents. You're violating the conscience of parents. You are violating the rights and conscience of a little one who needs to be protected by families from government. The D.C. mayor, by the way, refused to veto the bill. And in January 2021, so just what, five months ago, the U.S. Congress simply sat on its hands and gave tacit approval to the enactment of the most dangerous Child vaccination law in America. So you got the D.C. police, I'm sorry, the D.C. city council and your general Congress literally backing the violation of people's rights. They caught in a breathtaking violation of medical ethics, not to mention several federal laws, the new, quote, vaccine concealment law in Washington, DC, allows doctors to extract I'm sorry, to extract what they call informed consent from young children. These young children, ladies and gentlemen, are too young, too immature to even understand what informed consent even means. Or but if a reaction to a vaccine looks and or even feels like. The D.C. City Council majority with only three members in the dissenting camp. Wow. Literally made it illegal to divulge a child's medical records. That's right. Can you believe this? It's illegal for a doctor an insurance company, or government school officials to divulge vaccine history records from being seen by the mother or the father. So now you got doctors in bed with government, in bed with all kinds of insurance people, and everybody else can be on the know. Everybody can be in the know but the parents, and they're legally forced to not, divulge the information to mom and dad mom and dad are on the outside now this is flat out hardcore criminal activity by your government folks there is no way to excuse it there's no way to minimize it there's no way to dismiss it there's no way in in my opinion common sense to argue against it this is insanity i mean it used to say this is on this is insanity on steroids how do you make it even stronger than that now Anyway, there you have it. I don't know how to respond to this even more. It is shocking what's been done. And here's the deal. I just discovered this from Barbara Lowe Fisher at the National Vaccine Information Center. She's a very well-trusted source. Now, I know the mainstream would argue with me on that, but she's been around for a long time. She got into this discussion because her child had severe vaccine reaction. She was told the vaccines were safe and effective, and then when her kid had serious, serious side effects, she got into this. And she's the president of the NVIC, an incredible research think tank about vaccinations, educating people everywhere. And she documents these laws on the books now. I don't don't know how to respond to this. You could say, well, Sam, it's only in D.C. Thank heavens it's not at a theater near you. Not yet, it's not. But if it's at Washington, D.C., and the federal con- congressional critters literally do nothing to defend us on this. What's next and how long will it be until it's at a theater near me, huh? This is shameful. This is, I don't know why we don't arrest people. What can we do? Can we just sit back and our hands be tied on this one? Or can the American people in there incensed indignation stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, you've gone way too far. You've lost your mind. Right? That's where we need to go. What else could be extracted from this? If you can say to parents, you don't get to know about the vaccine status of your children and insurance companies and government schools and doctors and everybody else in the medical uh, arena can withhold this. In fact, it's illegal for them to let you know as a parent about this. Their hands are tied. They can't even let you know if they want to or they break the law, right? Okay. But if this can happen with vaccines and the jab, then I ask you one simple question. What else can government, by the force of law, withhold from you as a parent, as a father, or as a mother? And what prosecutory events can they create on those who would try to keep you in the loop, such as a school physician, or a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, or even a school counselor, or whatever, somebody in the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the, uh, you know, um, some of the USA clubs that are out there. What what else can be withheld? And I'll tell you where the mind goes next, right? Sex. I kid you not, this is not funny. The next area is sex. Pretty soon you will have little girls on birth control pills. You'll have little girls receiving abortions. You'll have little boys and girls getting sex indoctrinated at younger and younger and younger ages. And the law of a criminal government will be that nobody can let the parents know what's being taught or what's being given to your children Because it'll be your, quote, medical records, which HIPAA and other laws make to where, hey, you can't divulge that or you break the law there. Privacy, don't you know? And the wedge will be driven further between parents and their children. Their young, vulnerable, innocent children. Ladies and gentlemen, God will be offended at this, I'm telling you right now. All right, hang tight. I'm Sam Bushman. Quick pause and we'll be right back. Hard-hitting news and network reviews to use, ladies and gentlemen, always on your radio
2: Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. That I would have a huge slumber party with all the girls there. Play with me more often. My mom's so busy with the board meeting. To spend more time together as a family. Do more out of the house activities. This is a tough one. My parents—they do everything to love me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a roof over my head.
1: They don't need to show it to me. They just know they love me.
2: Well, not yelling at me very much. What
3: do you-
6: what do you wish raise my allowance
2: <laughs> to not argue together um, have my dad be home more for dinner and stuff so that it could be even closer
0: family, isn't it about time?
2: buy me an
5: ice cream and kiss me to love me
0: from the church of Jesus Christ of
7: Latter Day Saints
5: ok, what's the next question?
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes it is the power of love that makes the world go round. There's no doubt about that. But I'm telling you right now, it's a hate-filled agenda to divide parents from children. I'm telling you right now, it is absolutely a psychotic, satanic, hate-filled agenda. All right, God gave parents custody over children. God gave parents, a male and a female, the procreative authority and power to partner with Almighty God to bring children to the earth. Do you understand this, ladies and gentlemen? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm pausing on purpose to try to highlight this. I don't know how to highlight this via words any more than I am. This is evil to the core and must be stopped. If they can take your child and vaccinate your kid without your knowledge as a parent and then prevent anybody from giving you that information by law, then what's next? How far can this go, I ask? How far can this go? What will be next? I submit to you that sex will be next. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with the work that's been done on this by governments proving their evil intentions oftentimes. But I don't know if you know about the International Convention on the Rights of the Child. It's a United Nations program, okay? And at UNICEF and other organizations, they literally are promoting for a free sex for children plan. You teach children about all kinds of sexual deviant acts, masturbation, Right on through. I don't even want to cover it all. It's so egregious. But they're literally saying children have a right to sex virtually at any age. And if you oppose that, then you're violating the rights of your child. They literally go there with that view, folks. And it is a- absolutely shocking. When you study what they've done on this front, it is beyond imagination. It is just, I don't even know how you respond to it, really. But this is the agenda that they have. And so now they're doing it with vaccines because the coronavirus, they're using that as a, as a weapon. They're weaponizing vaccines against the people weaponizing these laws against the American people to divide parents from children. And I'm telling you, what's coming next is sex. What's coming next is your government insisting that children do not need to uh, obey parents and do not need to share with parents. They have rights that parents can't interfere with. And governments around the world will assert themselves to advocate for the children. I mean, it is a... I don't even know how to respond to it. It is so bad. So evil, so wrong. Right? I mean, it is crazy. Whether it's critical race theory they're using. Right? or whether it's indoctrinating your children. So pretty soon it'll be critical race theory to where if your parents say or do anything that they deem slightly racial, then parents will be divided from kids on sex, on vaccines, on the environment. You know, your parents, a big footprint violator of the environment. And more and more and more, they will make parents irrelevant in the raising of children. For example, there's a new headline, It's from WorldNetDaily, WND.com. The headline says this, Girl Nails School Board. She says, I don't want to hear about sexuality during classes. You literally have now kids able to speak up. And they don't want the government schools to teach them about sex. And deviant behavior. See, it's not like they're just teaching children the the functions of the body. They're teaching all kinds of sexual behavior that is contrary to God's law. And the only kind of sex they don't support or they don't promote or they don't advocate for is the God-ordained kind, which is between one man and one woman who are legally and lawfully wedded. That's the kind they won't talk about. They won't tell you that bringing children to the earth is a blessing from God Almighty. They want you to believe that bringing children to the earth is a curse. The environment will be destroyed. Zero population is the answer, my friends, lie. They don't like babies, they don't want babies. And if they have babies, they want to raise them separate from parents by the state. That's the communist manifesto. Not the American way, not the Constitution, not limited proper rule of government, not checks and balances. It's absolutely bold, in-your-face, out-of-control government with a hostile to the family agenda. Remember, the family is the fundamental unit of society, ladies and gentlemen, not the government. All right? But they're literally driving a wedge between parents and children on so many fronts. They started with the movies and TV shows, right? Dad's a buffoon. Mom's clueless. Right? Mom's either a fuddy-duddy or she's a, a total sexual beast. That's how they always pitch it, right? She can never be a good moral woman who loves her family. She's got to be some idiot or she's got to be something sexual. Dad's just a buffoon, an idiot, uh, clueless. That's the way they pitched it in the movies and TV for a long time, setting the stage for their eventually driving the wedge between mom and dads and between dads and moms and children, parents and children. Now they're taking this to a new level by force of law via vaccines. And then I submit that sex will follow. What else will follow? What else will follow? Where will your children live? Who will they need to obey, etc., etc.? This is a sinister agenda. And if you don't believe me, go study the, the uh, international law, the uh, Convention on the Rights of the Child. Go learn about NAMBLA, the Men Love Boy Association organization, tied in with the United Nations as a non-governmental agency or organization. NGO is what they call them. All right, there's hostility to the family on all kinds of fronts. And you know what? Those who have gone to um, world forums uh, realize that other countries want Americans to provide leadership on the proper role of the traditional fundamental family. And the United States government is undermining those efforts. That's right. When will little girls get abortions? Not once in a while over state lines like, you know, is commonly done by, uh, say, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood or or certain wicked uh, adults that want to prey on and abuse children. I'm talking about when will it be sanctioned and promoted by your government. That's a coming. Not only will they promote these abortions across state lines, they'll do it funded by tax dollars, and they'll do it without your parents even knowing. After all, it's the child's right to be sexual and to... Uh, not want a environmental hazard aka a baby in fact she's too young to have a baby anyway uh, but then i would submit to you by god's law should be too young then to procreate and should be too young for informed consent for sure but see they negate all that they jettison all that why because they're evil there has never been a bolder uh, effort to destroy the relationship between parents and children in modern times that is that is not directly related. In other words, the vaccines, at first most people will be like, Well, vaccines are good, they're necessary. Parents are that stupid, they won't give their kid a vaccine. Well, we need to do something. And on that altar will the lie be told, but then they'll back into all kinds of other things. Do you have a right to spake your kid? Oh no. Government now knows best. Right? This seems like it's unrelated but I'm telling you I'm tying the I'm I'm you know putting the dots together for you on this. That's where they're headed. They're headed to give parents no say over children. And any parent that asserts themselves in ways that are against uh, what you uh, are taught by your government will be considered a domestic terrorist, a criminal of some kind. Uh, they'll paint them as nutty and kooky and irresponsible at first, but then eventually the hammer will come down. Right? Think about what they're doing now about the news. You know, five years ago, you could say whatever you wanted in the news, and they'd just be like, yeah, you have your right to say what you want. You're goofy, but whatever. Now they're saying, you don't even have the right to say that. You keep it up, and we'll arrest you. You don't believe? Uh, they are talking about arresting climate change deniers. All right. <laughs> wow. Quick pause back in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable live radio program syndicated by lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, will you?
0: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry.
5: As voter integrity is on the line in America, the New York City Board of Elections apologized Tuesday after election errors were discovered in the Democrat mayoral primary. Somehow 135,000 test ballots were added to official election results. Terrorists are blending in with migrants entering Panama in an effort to get to the United States. That's according to Panama Minister of Foreign Affairs, Erica Munyans. She says Panama's biometric identification measures have recognized and detained individuals linked to extremist groups attempting to pass through the country with migrants. The Pacific Northwest heat wave has been linked to dozens of deaths in Canada. Litton reached 121 degrees Fahrenheit Tuesday. It's the third consecutive day the British Columbia town had smashed the country's all-time high temperature record. This is USA Radio News.
3: Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part.
6: Linzess or linacletide is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and
5: The World Health Organization is telling everyone to continue wearing masks. Tim Berg from the Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau explains.
7: The World Health Organization is urging people who are fully vaccinated against the coronavirus to keep wearing masks and practice social distancing to protect against the Delta variant. More lockdowns are in place for countries like the UK and Bangladesh. Los Angeles also telling people to wear masks inside, to which Dr. Marty McCrary from Johns Hopkins University tells Fox News. You're going to hear a
4: lot of fear-mongering about the Delta variant, so Let me break it down. It's about 40 to 60 percent more transmissible, but no evidence that it's more deadly. We were told the B117 mutation was more deadly. The research came in showing that it's not. Because it is more contagious, we're seeing those who are not immune, primarily the young, see more cases. We're also testing too many people who already have immunity. That's in violation of the CDC guidelines.
5: Thanks for listening. USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Enough of this talk about uh, the abuse of children and parents, although we'll keep an eye on this ball just for you on your radio. Let's move to the border discussions, ladies and gentlemen. The border's out of control. It's flat out become a criminal corridor that is seriously a problem for all 50 states in the union. I know we've been working our whole lives to form and defend and protect and carry forward a more perfect union. But it's a whole lot less perfect under the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris watch, folks. This is serious, serious indeed. We've told you about the border criminality. And the tie to this story is the sex trafficking and the child trafficking and the slavery that goes on via these drug-infested, sex-infested, lawless borders that America shares with Mexico. Now, I'm not doubting the Mexican people. Many of those people are as against it as we are. Okay, this is not a racial discussion. It is a discussion about legality, though, the rule of law. All right? Now, it, the border is so bad that Kamala Harris wouldn't even go visit the border. I mean, I know she supposedly went down there, but she avoided seeing and hearing and interacting with the real border crisis. Okay. How did she do that? She didn't go to some of the facilities and talk to some of the people. She just kind of did a recursory, uh, you know, hey, I've been there kind of a thing. She didn't really dig in like she needed to. Why Joe Biden has passed this to the vice president in the first place, I know not. The president's the commander-in-chief and has responsibility to prevent illegal activity in America. He's failing on that front. Kamala Harris is vice president, failing even more so on that front. It's hard to say more so. But I bring this up because the 50 states are all concerned. Let me give you some headlines to highlight this reality check. Headline says this. Texas and Arizona governors ask all other states to please send police support to the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, Texas, New Mexico... And Arizona, that's really the whole length of the border almost, right? I mean, you could say California a little bit as well. But I'm just telling you right now, Texas and Arizona both, the governors are asking all other 50 states to please send police to the U.S.-Mexico border. That is huge, folks. Even back in the day, um, when... Trump was working on the border, and they called it a crisis. They didn't even go that far then. So it's way worse now under Biden's watch than it was then under Trump's watch. Trump tried to build a border wall. Trump tried to get real support down on the border, calling it a criminal quarter like I have. And But they they just laughed at him and said, Ah, oh, no, you're goofy, Donald. You're a racist. You hate Mexicans. That's your problem. You hate Latin American people or whatever. You hate the Latinos. And it was all a big old lie. But that's the narrative they went with because they hate Trump, right? And that's the reality check. That's the real deal reality check. Well, anyway, so while Texas and Arizona governors are calling for support on the border, all 50 states, please send your police. We need their support. Different states are starting to respond. For example, now South Dakota and Iowa to send law enforcement officers to the southern border. And I commend these states for doing so. This is what the union is about, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the reason that all 50 republics can't stand on their own is many of them are small, like Utah's only got 3 million people. Idaho's got, what, half that, a million and a half people. Wyoming's only got about a half a million people or maybe three-quarters of a million. Very small states. uh, Some of the states in the Northeast are similar. They can't really defend themselves individually. And so we need protection Across the board. So Texas, Arizona asking for support. South Dakota and Iowa starting to send law enforcement officers to the southern border. And good for them for doing so. Now, believe it or not, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says 50 is going to be sending 50 state officers to help with the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. So, you know what? Many of us know that it's a crisis. Many of us know that this is a serious crisis serious problem indeed but Joe Biden and Kamala Harris just simply doing nothing. Wow where are the other states? Where's California? Are they gonna you know help Texas and Florida they got plenty of law enforcement over there in Cali don't they? What about the other states of the Union There's 50 states so far I hear of three of them that are willing to send aid and support their brethren in the other two states. That's five states out of the 50, 10% of the states now involved in some way, either requesting aid or needing aid. How much will this grow? How big will this become? It's a serious question, isn't it? It deserves serious answers. Our prayers are with these states. Our prayers are that we can get a handle on the illegal activity. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't get me wrong. I am not against legal immigration. We need to control how fast legal immigration happens because oftentimes, in my opinion, uh, we can't handle the immigration that comes. But we should have legal appropriate immigration. And I can't blame people for wanting to have a kind of life like we have. I mean, after all, how many times do I say this is the greatest country on the planet? People aren't leaving here. Even, even celebrities who claim they would leave if Trump got in office, they never left because they know that it's the greatest country on the face of the earth. They know that. And they have no intentions of leaving, right? They have no intention of leaving. Because they know that we have the greatest country on the planet. It's not new. It's not a novel concept. It's been this way for decades. For centuries that we've been the greatest country on the face of the earth. Wow. Now the southern border is overflowing with crime, ladies and gentlemen. They call it a Rio overflowing with crime. Articles written by Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. And he drills into this pretty good. He says Kamala Harris has a problem. A huge problem. And Joe Biden to thank for it. Since the president assigned his vice president to oversee the crisis at the southern border a few months ago. Thousands upon thousands of illegals have already streamed into our nation at levels not seen in two decades, according to Congressman Chip Roy, Republican of Texas. Yeah. This is serious. Anyway, it goes on. It's a huge article. And it articulates the problem that we have. What do we do about this, right? Where are we going to go from here with this thing? What are we to do? That's the real question. What are we to do about the southern border? It's a crime zone. Think about that. The southern border, a Rio overflowing with crime So I guess she went down to the southern border for the first time. It was a pit stop, they say. Literally in El El Paso on the way to Los Angeles. In order to, quote, check a box, said Congressman Roy. She had a new spin on her prolonged absence. I said back in March I was going to come to the border. So this is not a new plan. I'm here. Meanwhile, the vice president made trips to Guatemala and Mexico. Extensively to understand... The source of the problem, after three months of insisting that visiting the border in person was unimportant. And even though she's had more than a few foreign trips to resolve the issue, it looks like she has not been able to grasp the issues. The first reason is she chose El Paso for her visit, where they say there's only about 700 Miles from Nogales' southern tip where the border crisis is concentrated. So it's not right there at El Paso. All right, so she went... uh, It's about the distance between Atlanta, Georgia, and Detroit, Michigan, the distance of what we're talking about, where the real border crisis is and where she ended up. She went to the border, but she didn't go to the real areas of concern at all. Second warning sign, ladies and gentlemen, that she doesn't have a grasp of this is more troubling. Once she got there, she didn't have any solutions, said Congressman Roy of Texas. These warning signs don't lie. Kamala either does not know or doesn't care about fixing the crisis on the southern border, Congressman Roy said. Wow. She's only talking about those seeking economic opportunity. She's not dealing with the criminal aspect of this discussion. Hang tight. I
4: believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not-yet-born, for looking the other way, and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
1: the Biden border crisis out of control, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious indeed, man. I don't even know how to really articulate this. Joe and Kamala are not interested, as far as I can tell, in dealing with the southern border crisis. Tony Perkins with the article. And uh, Tony is really documenting the criminal activity. All right. Kamala Harris goes to the border 700 miles away from the crisis at the border with a quick stop on her way to Los Angeles. Then she claims that it's just economic opportunity these people want to seek. But she's not addressing the criminal aspect, the dangerous elements that are crossing our southern border to do harm in America. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, when people are talking about the border crisis, they're not talking about good people that want to come to America. They're talking about the dangerous elements that are basically working between the ports of entry, trafficking drugs and humans. Ladies and gentlemen, since January 1st, Border Patrol agents have made over 700,000 land border encounters, roughly the population of Boston, and they've seized 7,500 pounds of fentanyl. You know, the drug that's flat out killing everybody, sufficient to kill more than a billion people, ladies and gentlemen. Most parents instinctively understand this problem conceptually because a port of entry is like a door to a house. When boys and daughter or I'm sorry, when boys and drugs are entering your daughter's bedroom window, the top concern is not making the front door large and inviting. Because it does not address the primary issue, although that has been the Biden administration's go-to. They're even posting literal signs at the border that say, I don't know how you say this, asilo." I guess is how you say it. That's Spanish for asylum with an arrow pointing for illegals to go claim asylum. In processing centers in America, said Congressman Roy. We can fix this problem in a matter of days, says Congressman Roy. There is hope, but not as long as you've got radical leftists running the White House. They've abandoned the Trump administration's successful policies like Remain in Mexico, infectious disease screening. Right? correctly applying asylum laws, and finishing the border fence. The only thing is you got to have the willpower to do it, says Congressman Roy. Roy made it clear, listen up, ladies and gentlemen, Roy made it clear that Christian compassion demands a strong border policy. The Democratic obsession with wide-open borders? Not only endangers us, we the people of America, but also endangers good, honest migrants who truly seek to come here for the right reasons. Little girls being abused and raped on their way. Many immigrants trying to seek for a better life. But the real border crisis is caused by allowing criminal cartels to roam freely on our border, and it must end. Think about that for a minute. Must end. End. Anyway, Tony Perkins does a great job with that article, and in my opinion, really breaks down the core components of the problem. We're not saying we don't want good people to be able to come to America. We're not saying that at all. What we're saying is there's got to be a logical, safe way to allow that to happen. And right now, the border is literally ran by criminal elements. And it's backed by, in my opinion, it is backed by this serious, serious problem. The Biden border crisis is absolutely out of control. Okay, that's the problem. The border crisis is out of control, and Kamala and Joe aren't interested in fixing the border. Do you understand? They're not interested in fixing our border. When it's overflowing with crime, when states are begging other states to come and help, it's so bad. You can't debate if it's bad. Are you just uh, going to argue with Joe Biden about it, or are you going to look at the different states Arizona and Texas begging for support, and the other states that realize there's an illegal problem as well, and uh, sending support. I believe the Biden border crisis is absolutely out of control. Okay, Kamala Harris's recent visit to the border has failed to contain the crisis at our southern border because she wasn't even near the epicenter of the crisis. Thankfully, America still has leaders willing to confront the problem head on. Now, believe it or not, President Trump is visiting the southern border, and they say we need your help to show that the American people support President Trump. The Biden border crisis is out of control. Now, people are trying to get people to donate money. I don't know that we need to donate money every problem they want you to donate money for, right? So I'm not really a big money donation guy to a lot of these things because I don't really believe that it fixes much. They always ask you for money. It's never enough money, right? And they always want you to believe that, oh, that's the, that's the problem. Just got to have more money. That'll solve everything. And I don't really think that to be the case with a rare exception. Now, I think supporting Liberty News Radio with some money Supporting Loving Liberty Net, or LovingLiberty.net with some money is a good idea. I'm not saying money never helps, but I'm saying it just seems to be they always just want money, right? Always looking for money. And I think rarely does money solve the problem. Now, don't get me wrong. Money solves the problem when you don't have enough to even do your job. That's kind of a problem. But for the most part, money is not really the answer, Right? Anyway, we believe this is an important way to reach grassroots supporters. It's because of patriots like you that we're able to even do what we do, folks? That's really important to understand. okay? We all need to work together on this stuff, but man, the border is a serious problem. I don't even real, I don't even think most Americans realize how big of a problem it really is. I don't think people have any idea. Because you know what? The mainstream press doesn't support on it enough, do they? But Kamala Harris has a big problem and Joe Biden to thank for it. All right. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention on the border. All right. Let's see what else is there to cover. You got the border. You got vaccines. You got government schools. What else do you got? We should focus on, huh? I think this is worth focusing on. Do you know who Milo Yiannopoulos is? Milo Yiannopoulos invites gays to now get help at his clinic. Offers hope in a video message on his one year straight. Uh, they call it an adversary? I don't know what that is. Anyway, the bottom line is Milo was a gay, kind of a white supremacist guy. Uh, he was advocating for the white race, and he was gay in doing so. And a lot of the people that were um, you know, advocating for the white race didn't really like this guy doing it, uh, but they dealt with him. Well, we went to the National Republican Convention, uh, and uh, James Edwards interviewed Milo. But what happened is that Milo eventually went straight, Listen to this. Now he's trying to help gays get out of the gay lifestyle and change, and he believes he can help them do so. One year after beginning a journey to overcome homosexual behavior, British conservative commentator Milo Yiannopoulos delivered a video message to his gay brothers and sisters, okay, calling the occasion his straight adversary. It's a year from the day that I said, that I was going to put sodomy behind me and live more closely to God's wishes for me, he says. And since I have done that, everything in my life has begun to get better. Annapolis says that he believes he has a responsibility to share this gift with others. He's managed to get where he is, he said. Listen carefully. Because of prayer. Appealing to his heavenly father. For the strength. To resist. Difficult urges. And the tough love of his listeners and viewers have helped him as well. In March. Yiannopoulos said. In an interview with life site news that he has experienced. A transformation through his faith in. Jesus Christ later in that month he said he's opening a center to help others go through what he's gone through Yiannopoulos also said that his or in his video that part of his progress has been involved because of the haters the skeptics the deniers it's the scorn and doubt poured upon me in a sense just as much as the love that has made it a pleasure to prove people wrong. But he emphasized the importance of people caring for him, a support group holding him accountable. Tough love is the love that matters, Milo said. And my readers and my listeners have given me just that. They've given me a lot of tough love, and without that, I don't even know if I'd be here today, he said. He said that he has a spiritual and a moral obligation to make good to the people that I have hurt and to reach minds that I have not been able to touch yet, who can then embark on the same journey. He said, if you are someone who identifies as gay and has lingering doubts, There is indeed good news for you. Born this way is a lie, he says. It's propaganda. It's not true. You can get better. You can change. He said that fundraising has begun for his clinic to be located somewhere in Florida in the interviewing of therapists and others who can work on this. In the meantime, he said he wanted to offer hope. I love you and i'm going to do everything that i can to provide you with the tools you need to get better. Wow, is that impressive. Our prayers are with Milo. And our prayers are with his success. Milo Yiannopoulos invites gaze to get help at his clinic and says that born this way is a lie. It isn't true, he said. So there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty interesting, to say the least. Two hours in the can. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.